Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Skincare with Friends. Hello and welcome to Skincare with Friends. <laughs> with me. <laughs> you all right? I just wanted to shout, finally! Yeah, we've been fiddling around with our audio for like an hour. We're in really bad moods now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really grumpy and I've run out of alcohol. Um, oh. So, yeah. Oh no, that's no good. Can't have Actually, that. Oh, I just found a tiny little liqueur thing of Edinburgh gin. I wonder what this cool. is going to taste like. You go and get that. Um, hello and welcome to Skin Care with Friends. My name is Nia Patton. I am an internet skincare expert with a postgraduate diploma in cosmetic medicine. I'm an esthetician and I present this podcast, Skin Care with Friends, from my lovely friend Natalie, who's gone to get a drink. God bless her. And today we are talking again about ultraviolet A protection, which we talked about last time. Natalie's come back with a lovely pink drink. It could be gross. And that's the first time you've actually professionally introduced yourself. Yeah. Um, You need to do that from now on. I think I should do that every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Natalie is not professionally a skincare expert, but she is becoming a skincare businesswoman. Oh, one day... Yeah, it's really weird. I just veer between uh, you can't do this and you shall do this. Um, Why not try, though? And I'm having a you can't do this day to day. I don't know why. Um, It's mad, isn't it? Oh, because Mm. there's so much. I just want a little online skincare shop that has a little advicey bit, sells really a really small collection of things that I really like and Mm. have tried. And um, yeah, that's it really. But it's diff- difficult to do with a full-time job at the same time. It is. So, yeah, something like that requires an awful lot of work. Yeah. It does. Yes. Um, so that's what's happening. But if it's something you really want to do, it's worth trying, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, I And agree. it's fun to create your own website and make it nice. Well, I'm having a massive piece. I'm having huge help there. Yeah. Um, by a lovely lady called Liz Mosley. Who's a branding oh. expert as well. So anyone oh, wow. wants to start their own business, she really is good. And she's got a building your brand podcast, actually. I should okay. hype her because she is really great. Oh, let's listen to that. And, do you know what? She, I, I listen to her. She's brilliant. She's really, really good. And uh just on the subject of her, so she's been on Instagram for like, I don't know, five or six years as a business. Mm. Um, and she's got like seven or eight thousand followers. She okay. has that in like three weeks on TikTok. And because she made Ooh. one video that went viral, just one, but it's poured yeah. so much now into her. I mean, I don't yeah. know how that translates into um, coin, but I obviously think oh. that, you know, she's making really good content as well. If you are on TikTok, check out Liz Mosley, M-O-S-L-E-Y. Um, yeah, she's really good. So engaging. Okay, cool. Mm. I will look at that. Yeah. Um, you're, are you on TikTok, you're on TikTok now, aren't you? Yeah, I made one video. 
<laughs> I don't want to point at anything though. Can I just not you, dance? You and don't point? have to point at things. You don't have to dance, and you don't have to play the same songs that everyone else is playing to get this, yeah. those views. And you don't have to lip sync to stupid shit that other people say. Yeah. Um, so you, you don't have to do any of those things. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'll do that. It's really oh, short videos, and you can either do fifteen second ones or minute ones, and they're really good. I think bite-sized okay. lessons is a, such a good idea, especially in skincare. So say if you're going to have TikTok, mm. what I would love to do is yeah. an A to Z. A is four. Okay. And then you do vitamin A or you do adapalene or whatever. And you just, yeah, yeah. but I just think that's so engaging. Um, it is engaging, but I'm not very good at stuff like that. I'm much more of a long form person who goes into immense detail for okay. hours. So I'll take your long you know, form immense you know detail research. And go, hey, as far as the lake goes, let's get the spots. <laughs> yeah. I'll do the fun, like, weather girl presenting bit where I point and dance yeah. and I won't do either of those things. Um, and this is what I was talking to Liz about that, actually, because she was like, I said, I just don't want to lip sync. I look like a real tit. And she went, yeah, you don't mm. have to. You don't have to do that. So it's fine. And no, anyway, that's me. Make, nobody can make you lip sync. Nobody can make, force you to lip sync. <laughs> it's, it's the equivalent to me of people making you come up and do karaoke with them and you just want to kill them. Yeah, I quite like doing karaoke. Oh, do you? No, I'm not. Although I did blast yeah. the winner takes it all um, at my ex-stepmother's mm. birthday party the other week and a very, very freshly, freshly divorced divorcee burst into tears and left the room. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's not funny at all. <laughs> Poor woman. And Jane went, it's okay, carry on. <laughs> carry on, upsetting people. It's the most heartfelt heartbreak song. You could imagine, I think, the winner takes yeah. it all. It's so sad. Yeah, because yeah, it's got such true. an amazing disco beat. Um, but the lyrics are just so tragic. <laughs> yeah. I'm really sorry to that. And you really... You really spoke to her heart and she started crying. Uh, but then she cried for the rest of the night and just really got on everyone's tits. So, you okay. know, you've got to, you've, you've got to, yeah. You, she, she was, was going to cry, <laughs> whatever I happened. like singing at her, going, your husband took it all. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you're all alone from now. <laughs> um, if it's any, did I tell you this? If it's any um, comfort, He's one of the richest men in the UK and she's doing fine out of the divorce. Oh, okay? yeah. Not as well as she wanted, okay. Okay. but it, it's a few million. But so she's actually doing rather well. You could buy okay. Abba's back catalogue. She'll that. be fine. Let's yeah. just not worry about it. Um, so, yeah, we're <sighs> doing part two. Yeah. Of, uh, I don't know. Is, UVA is this the most researched podcast you've done so far? I, I don't think so. It's got the most bloody graphs, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I know. But, you know... Like vitamin C was rather well researched. I was extremely well researched. Was that a two part yeah. or a three? I think it was like four. Oh, Jesus know. Christ. Okay. Yeah. So um where did we leave off last time then, me? So let's recap. Okay. So um basically what we said like I re-listened to the episode and it was very pleasant to do so actually. I was like, Oh yeah, this this is quite entertaining. Do you actually find yourself um, laughing at Yeah, I do. <laughs> at us. I laugh at myself <laughs> laughing. It's lovely. Okay. It's a bit weird, so but... recap, UVA is bad. UVA is bad. Mm-hmm. It causes skin aging and pigmentation, and likely it also causes cancer. Okay. And it's um, 
compared with UVB, it's more ubiquitous. I thought that was the best word. It's lovely. I know. Yeah. It, uh, it's all around us. You know, it goes through clouds and it goes through windows. It's there in the morning and the evening as well. So it's something we have to think about when we're going outside or in just existing, really. It's a bit like heartbreak um, then, isn't it? You know, just follows yeah. you everywhere, passes through windows and clouds. You can't hide. It's there in the morning. It may even come up, come from the moon. Oh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Um, that's a reference to our um, podcast episode, Skincare with Lols. Yeah. That yeah. was crazy. That was a crazy question. It's funny. Okay. Yeah. So, and then we've got the difficulty of um, the, the way sunscreens label their UVA protection varies mm-hmm. from country to country. Yeah. So, so that's the difficulty in choosing a UVA protection okay. is that figuring out how much UVA protection you're getting from your product. And there's a few different ways of trying to assess a product's ability to protect from UVA. Okay. And yeah, so I was going to like try and skip over it a bit. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but. But you have written in your notes and this is really interesting. Mm. Well, it it is interesting when you go through the, you know, exact science and how bloody difficult it is to actually formulate a really good sunscreen Mm. um, that, you know, we need to kind of start treating it with the respect it deserves, really. I've been watching a lot Mm. of videos about people asking questions about mixing sunscreens, mixing with their foundations, mixing freshly with other sunscreens. I do actually top up with other sunscreens. Like, yeah, like, a few like using later. them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Using them, not mixing them no, no, together, no. like in no, your no. hand. No, no, no. But no. I mean, you know, I'll put one on in the morning and I'll reapply with another, for example. Yes. Yeah. And did you hear anything negative about doing that? Not about doing that. I think it was basically personally. I do use two separate sunscreens on my face, mm. so I would use a mineral one on my forehead where it doesn't sweat into the eyes. And then I would use yeah. mixed filters if a fine, but a pure chemical one does tend to sting. Actually, that's not true because Altruist is mixed filters, isn't it? Um, yeah, but it's got a lot of chemical filters in it. It does have a lot of chemical filters. So that doesn't tend to go near my forehead. So I do do tend to, that's not mixing. That's just putting two separate ones on different parts of your face. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see any issue about that, but there's loads about people asking whether they can obviously mix with, with other products like your foundations, but you're clearly diluting. Mm. So no is the answer. No, no, you mustn't do that because the sunscreen's designed to form a film. Mm-hmm. And if you mix it with something else, it's not going to form a film. Yeah. Like you need it to st- day mm. in a smooth layer over your face yeah Mix, mixing it with something else then you're just going to destroy everything that the sunscreen manufacturer has designed and, and we'll go into why this must be left alone because clearly formulating it is no mean feat is it yes no it isn't mm-hmm. it's a very difficult thing to do um yeah so yeah, and another and one thing that I wanted to say before we start talking about sunscreen is that we need American people to review our podcast favorably, please. Okay. I've been looking and our rating in the UK is good. And I'm appealing 
to any American listeners to please write a nice review for us on Apple Podcasts because we've got a rating of 3.8 because of those people. There was one person who took exception to something negative we said about Donald Trump. Trump. (laughs) And it brought our score down. Another person complained about our audio, which, yeah, I I, I agree. Sometimes in the olden days, our audio was really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And we apologise. We need need to Americans to... We need to bump up our score. Hype us up. Okay. Yeah, okay. if somebody could do that, that'd be really great. Okay. So, yeah, and moving on from my plea, we're going to talk initially about critical wavelengths. Okay. So this is the system that's used in America. So basically, the critical wavelength is defined as the wavelength at which 90% of the formula's UV absorbance occurs. Mm-hmm sunscreen products and individual filters have their own absorbance uh, from the range of 290 to 400 nanometers. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So if you have a look at, I think I mentioned it in the last episode. So basically there's a graph and it's sort of, it's about where the absorption is across the spectrum. Okay. So the sunscreen graph should look quite straight across ideally so that means it's protecting you across Mm -hmm. all of the wavelengths okay um a critical wavelength of 370 is what the americans use as a sort of label to say this is broad spectrum the critical wavelength is 370 because 370 is quite far along the spectrum okay yeah so that you know there's a a problem with that in that it doesn't necessarily mean that there's great protection across the entire spectrum. Okay. It's not that sensitive and um, yeah, there's issues with it really. Okay. And the other ways of uh, assessing sunscreen. So UVA protection factor and PPD protection factor, which are pretty similar Mm -hmm. measures. So the UVA PF is a sort of a similar measure to SPF. Okay. So it's just about how much ultraviolet A the sunscreen lets through onto your skin. Okay. Basically, um, UVAPF is assessed in a laboratory using a machine. Okay. Whereas PPDPF is uh, assessed on human beings. Right. So essentially they shine some UVA light at somebody's skin and see how much it tans mm-hmm. and compare unprotected skin with protected skin. Okay. So of course you need a human to do that. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, so PPD means persistent pigment darkening. That's it. Yeah. Protection yeah. factor. Right. Okay. So if your yeah. skin is, that's going to be of particular interest to you, but not so, so not all sunscreens would show a PPD rating, right? I mean, like I know that no. Altruist does, doesn't it? Yeah, does Altruist show it does. Yeah, the very few then. Do, is it quite few? That, that yes, are? yeah, and we'll get on to that. But it's yeah, it's mainly sort of European sunscreens okay. that um, display their specific PPD rating. Okay. Um, PPD PF is quite useful for people who suffer from melasma because it's for about sure. 
pigmentation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, but it only assesses tanning. Yeah, you know how how well it protects against tanning, mm-hmm. and the UVA spectrum isn't just about tanning. So, you know, it, certain wavelengths will cause tanning, mm-hmm. and then the longer wavelengths still damage your skin but don't cause tanning. So it's yeah. not that's not a very accurate measure either because sure. it's just measuring one thing. Okay. So yeah, longer wavelength UVA rays don't produce a skin response that can be observed but they still cause aging. Okay. So PPDPF is the measure that's used by Asian countries and um you'll see those PA++++ mm-hmm. on your Asian sunscreens. Yep. Plus, 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 plus. So the most pluses you can get is only a PPD of 16, which isn't okay. actually that high. Right. Because isn't ultra is something bonkersly high. F- 54. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that would, ha- that would have a PA of plus, 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 but it's way higher than 16. Sure. So you don't get a true measure of how good the sunscreen is protecting you, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if we have a look at different countries and the way they um, label these SPFs, okay, um, Europe and several other countries follow Europe in their methods. So mm-hmm. Europe, uh, New Zealand, so it's the EU and Britain because we're not in the EU anymore. Just stop. Don't mention it. It's just yeah. too upsetting. I know. Brutal. <clears throat> just disappointed in my own country in general you can't um, talk about anything to do with politics you'll get a bad um yeah i'll, I'll get down past ratings okay yeah so new zealand uh follows the european method mm-hmm. um some of the middle east arabic countries turkey and the asean countries um, Brunei, Myanmar, Cambodia, Indonesia, Laos, Philippines, Singapore, Thailand, and Vietnam follow these regulations, which I will list. Uh, sunscreens are considered cosmetic products. So the way that different countries sort of um, categorize sunscreens makes a big difference to the way that uh, companies can get them to market. Because mm-hmm. in America, they're classed as drugs. So yeah. So that's a big, you know, there's a, a lot more legislation and rigmarole around it. And I think in Australia, it's more complicated as well. So, yeah, they're considered in the EU, they're considered to be cosmetic products. So that makes something simpler. Okay. Yeah. Uh, SPF six is the lowest we have is allowed to display. So the UVA protection factor must be... Um, a third of the sun protection factor. Okay. So it's there's a ratio between the UVA protection and the UVB protection. Okay. And the critical and the critical wavelength must be at least 370. Okay. And then if that if the product complies with both of those things, then it gets a UVA in a circle logo. Okay. Yeah. So certain claims are banned in the EU, such as sunblock total protection, all day protection, Mm -hmm. because that implies that they protect against all UV radiations. There's no Mm -hmm. need to reapply, la, la, la. It's, you know, it gives a consumer a false sense of security. Mm -hmm. So 
that are certain terms are banned so that you don't start believing that you only put something on once and it's there all day. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, sunblock is banned. Don't miss that. Yeah. Um, Which is great. And like you said, there should be instructions for use because obviously we can't say that you aren't able to or it's not necessary to reapply when it clearly is. Yeah. 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 And that's what I was going to say. I was looking at this number seven sunscreen Mm -hmm. uh, reviews to see what it's like, because I would like to try number, you know, something that's easily available with a high PPD is a good find. So Mm -hmm. yeah, lots of the reviews are great. And then reviews was like, Oh, I noticed that I have to reapply every two hours. What (laughs) a waste of money. That's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like some woman bitterly complaining about having to reapply mm. <laughs> like okay yeah sorry to disappoint you Maureen yeah, n- but you do sunscreen no no sunscreen lasts all day that's not not a thing although yeah. I need to be a bit more careful about my because I'm using just Korean sunscreens at the moment and yeah I, I'm definitely tanning <laughs> yeah at the yeah, moment I know what you mean um, you know it's really so the PPD would a, you know, a higher PPD or, a, you know, showing a, a rating that's a little bit more sort of um, precise would be, would be preferable, I think. Yeah. This is crazy. It. So, in, in, so we're in Wales, obviously, as most of our listeners will know, and um, it's quite deceptive, isn't it? Our weather. Mm. So it's pretty warm. Like if you're running outside, you know, it's shorts and t-shirts, even though it's really quite overcast and cloudy. Yeah. And I'm getting a lot of colour on my body from running. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah. But it's not that hot. You're not staying still not and you're not all. sunbathing. You don't no. really think about it, do you? Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, yeah, so that would be really good. Okay, so um, I'll read this bit out from the Journal of European Union Commission recommendation of 22nd yeah. of September 2006. So this is what we are saying in the EU, which yes. now doesn't include us. And sunscreen, pro- <laughs> sunscreen products should sufficiently be effective against UVB and UVA radiation to ensure a high protection of public health. To this end, a sunscreen product should provide a minimum UVB and UVA protection. An increased sun protection factor, i.e. mainly UVB protection, should include an increase in the UVA protection as well. Therefore, the protection against UVA and B radiation should be related Scientific findings show that certain biological damage to the skin can be prevented and reduced if the ratio of the protection factor measured in the persistent pigment darkening test, i.e. addressing mainly UVA radiation, is at least one third of the factor measured by the sun protector factor testing method, i.e. addressing mainly UVB radiation, which you've just talked about. Moreover, in order to ensure a broad protection, dermatologists recommend a critical wavelength of at least 370 nanometers. Um, yeah, so that's pretty um, that's pretty strict there. Yeah. Um, I like what they've said. <laughs> and that's yeah. what we've been living by for almost the last 20 years. Yeah. So you can kind of, you can trust the European sunscreen that, you know, they're making sure that by yeah. nature... The thing is protective against yes. UVA. And there's yeah. a ratio. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the next UVA evaluation system is the Boots Star system, which you might have seen. 
if you're British, I guess it's not so famous anywhere else. We've got um, one of our main sort of drug stores called Boots. They have this star system and it's different to any other UVA uh, labeling, really. Okay. Uh, so the boot star system describes the ratio of the UVA to the UVB absorption of a sunscreen. It's tested in a laboratory. Mm-hmm. So the test compares the ratio of UVA to UVB before and after exposure. Okay. So it tests the sunscreen's photostability. Okay. As well as the ratio. And that's really important, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it gives an, um, a much better measure of that article, that um, excerpt from the European Journal you just read out. It just, mm-hmm. you know, they just described it needs to be a third of the protection. The boot mm-hmm. star system says it needs to be a good ratio mm-hmm. after exposure to sun sunlight as well, mm-hmm. which is correct. So this uh, this was devised by... Brian Diffie, who we spoke about last time, who is, you know, Mr. Sunscreen. This is in the best system he could devise mm-hmm. for assessing UVA protection. So it's a good system. If you've got five stars, you can feel pretty happy that you've got good protection and it's going to be photostable. So it's going to still protect you after you've been wearing it for an hour or so. Okay. Yes. Well, that's yeah. super important. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Cheers, Bri. Thank you. Yep. Cheers, mm. Bri. Um, so we're going to go to the USA now, where it's very different. Um, yeah. Because here, um, sunscreen is categorized as an over-the-counter drug and is regulated by the uh, FDA, which is the Food and Drug Administration. Mm. Um, and because it's treated as a drug, the FDA requires way more stringent testing on SPF ingredients meaning that newer SPF ingredients that are available in Europe are not available in the US, such as Tinozob. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you would think that more stringent testing means they only let the best of the best in, um, and really the opposite is mm. true because the testing is so slow and there are so many different um, bureaucratic processes to go through um, that it's not at all effective. Um, no. So regarding UVA protection, a sunscreen must have a critical wavelength of 370 nanometers to be able to display the words broad spectrum. Having a particular ratio between the UVA and UVB isn't a requirement in the US. That is so interesting. Yeah. Isn't it? So there's no there's no um, number that you get. There's no stars. Mm. There's no pluses. It just says you've got to have a critical wavelength of 370 and then it's broad spectrum and that's it. You don't get any, wow. like, there's no nuance from one sunscreen to the other. It's just broad spectrum, and that's it. That's all you're getting. That's all the information you're allowed in America. That's crazy. Yeah. So most of the products on the American market meet with the U.S. standards for UVA protection, but nearly half of those do not meet the European standards, Yeah, says Wang in 2017. Yeah, Wang 2017. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. You know, this study by Wang... Um, mm. he, you know, he, they checked several sunscreens, saw what the um, ratio was and la la la, assessed them all. And yeah, lots of American sunscreens wouldn't pass in Europe. We wouldn't be able to call wow. them broad spectrum. Do you use any Americans? Have you ordered any American sunscreens? No, I don't think I have ever. No, actually, no, I I do. I, be, I was sent one recently by a company called Banish. Okay. 
and it's really nice. It's just it's a mineral sunscreen, okay. SPF fifty, and it's very wearable. It's not white. It's not uncomfortable. It's not heavy, but it's from America, so I'm a bit like mm. eh, I wouldn't want to trust it on a sunny day. But it's it's a good sunscreen. Uh, Banish. That was the brand I okay. just said. Um, mm. And I'm using one by Dermatology, which is yes. uh, a mix filters SPF 46 and obviously mm. calls itself a broad spectrum as well. But like you said, yeah. and in fact, I've seen some of the feedback, but clearly from European consumers saying, yeah. like, we don't, what does this mean? What does your broad spectrum mean? Um, yeah. Which, you know, it's not fair on Dermatology. They don't make the rules. Um, no. But obviously you don't get that additional information which is giving me pause a little bit because yeah I have been wearing it quite a lot <laughs> yeah yeah that's um, it isn't it yeah. Yeah. like oh I like that sunscreen but oh it's lovely it's so yeah. nice but actually that's my going out sunscreen I would say not my you know knock around the house or go for a run sunscreen it's far too nice you know yeah so yeah that's a shame sadly so yes, the critical wavelength that the, that the FDA are you know are asking for of three hundred and seventy doesn't take into account is, is not ensuring high strength UVA protection. Yeah, and then Nia has included these really cool graphs. Yes, um, which you're going to put on your blog. I guess I'll put on the I'll put on the skincarewithfriends.com blog so you can see okay. these graphs that we keep banging on about. But yeah, yeah. it just shows like the diff the difference in the level of protection you're getting across the mm. spectrum on from two different sunscreens with the same broad spectrum labeling and it's quite different you know you don't get the same you don't get the same protection and you don't know what you're getting either because there's no information but yeah there's a lot you know there's a lot of newer uh uva centric filters that they can't use in america Right. And not just that you've in it, you know included here, but they're even going backwards. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Moving to ban the octinoxate and the which other one? Oxabenzone. 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 Is that because of all of the reef safe hype? No, no, no. It's not. It's because of um, they. There was this study that it was about sort of do sunscreens absorb into the human body and do they have any kind Mm -hmm. of effect so they did this study and basically they slathered human beings in the recommended amount of sunscreen so like a shot glass full of sunscreen and they reapplied it every two hours okay so they used a shit ton of sunscreen and then tested the people's blood and some of the oxybenzone and optinoxate had got into the human bloodstream. Mm-hmm. There were measurable levels of it. And they sort of decided that this is potentially a worry okay. because of uh, hormone disruption. But, you know, no human being ever does that, ever, do they? You know, not mm-hmm. even on holiday do you use a full shot gl- glass of sunscreen every two hours. No yeah. man does. No. So America's treating sunscreen like a drug. And okay. it sounds like the FDA is working on a new document and they might say that they're go they're going to strike off some of the sunscreens that were on the list before, mm-hmm. not include more mm-hmm. because there's yeah. not enough studies on them. 
Okay. Yeah. That's a real, that's a real shame. So Nadim Schaff, who is a chemist who heads the Alpha Research and Development Cosmetics Consulting Firm, mm-hmm. says that if we don't have a uh, change of fundamental mindset at the FDA, I'm afraid that no new UV filters will ever be introduced into the US unless through the lengthy, tedious, expensive and severely restricted new drug application process was a study written by Reich in 2015. Yeah. So you, you your your sum up from this is that you would consider buying sunscreens from somewhere else. It's had a, yeah. a huge effect really on a lot of American brands then, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, it's, it's unfair, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Um so what are they doing? How is Canada different then from the from the US? So uh Canada they use the same um labeling as America so the critical mm-hmm. wavelength has to be 370 to demonstrate broad spectrum on their labels okay but they don't have the uh ingredient restrictions so they okay they can have uh tinazorb and meroxil and ecamsul they're all allowed in Canada um, they still don't have the same UVA to B ratio. Nope, um, they don't have the ratio. That, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so again, broad spectrum is quite, um, not a loose term, but you know what I mean? It's yeah, not But not if, measurable. you know, we know that if sunscreens have a good percentage of tinazorb, mm-hmm. then there will be broad, you know, there'll be a great protection from the okay. product. So yeah. having having these ingredients in sunscreens makes an enormous effect and yeah. makes them okay. a lot safer. And yeah, Tinazorb is photostable as well. It's a great okay. ingredient. Yeah. So, you know, look for that when you're choosing a sunscreen. Okay. Because it's good. Um, so yeah, in China, Korea and Japan, they just, as we said, they have the PA plus, plus, plus whatever mm-hmm. rating. So um, yeah, it's just about the PPD. So okay. PPD two to four gets a PA of plus, four to eight plus plus, eight to sixteen plus plus plus, sixteen plus, four pluses, and that's that. Okay. Yeah. That's not like as stringent as Europe. It's not as stringent. And I'm actually quite surprised because in a lot, especially in Korea and Japan, mm. um, a lot of, uh, especially women, are very anti having, you know, um, tanning. Yeah. Tanning especially. So it's not just about the UVA protection. It's purely, it is the, you know, the PPD as well. So yeah. it kind of surprises me that the PA level is so low. To, to have a PA of four pluses is it's not such, such a, a big low deal. PPD. Yeah. 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 That is quite surprising. Yeah. Because um, now I always thought that PA four pluses was like, Brilliant. Mega, but yeah, it's okay. Clearly, yeah. Uh, in Australia, sunscreens mm-hmm. with SPF above fifteen are regulated by the TGA as therapeutic products, and they have to go through rigorous testing to demonstrate uh, broad spectrum on the labeling. They must pass both the critical wavelength of three hundred and seventy or greater, and have a UVA PF to SPF ratio of greater than a third. So, yeah, similar to Europe, but I think yes. I think they're more stringent. There's more testing involved for Australian sunscreens yeah, to make sure. Yeah, it's interesting class. It's therapeutic uh, products. Yeah. It's quite, I guess that's like, like yeah. six. But in Australia, you know, there's so much risk 
from the sun mm. because mm. they're under a, a hole in the ozone. Yeah. Yeah, a lot more, lot yeah. more skin cancer. So they have to be more careful. Yeah. Yes. So that is the sort of sum up of how countries take yeah. UVA protection. And, and you know, you've said, sorry, just sound vain and shallow, but it really is UVA that is um, making us look aged. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's making us old and it's making us brown. So I don't want it. Thanks. Yeah, it, it, it is important. It's like the most, if you're, you know, you're spending a lot of time thinking about aging, pigmentation, what ingredients work for pigmentation, what, you know, peptides, I'll need, I need something with peptides in it, la la la. But like protecting against UVA is the best thing you can do for mm-hmm. your skin appearance long term. Yeah. It's much better than peptides and vitamin C and it's got a lot more proof behind it it is the ultimate anti-aging skincare yeah it does become quite important so choosing a sunscreen that is yeah well assessed and 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 you say here that for you it's definitely mixed chemical and physical filters is the the best option yeah so a good product with uva blocking chemical filters like tinazole but meroxyl will work well to protect across the spectrum i'd never heard of meroxyl yeah, it's just another one of the newer filters. Like okay. in the ingredients list, Tinazorb and Meroxyl and Ecamsule probably have like long, long chemical names. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it'll help to put it in like um, one of those uh, product analyzing websites. Yeah. Inky Decoder. Yeah, that's quite handy. Uh, CosDNA. Yeah. And also you've noted here in bold, so I know it's important. Uh, an SPF that only has mineral filters won't give complete protection in the long wavelength UV mm. spectrum. So yeah. that's important to note as well, because I think there's a little bit of sort of crossed wires with people only wanting to select mineral yeah. uh, filters. It's more sort of natural or, or better for your yeah. skin. But you're yeah. not going to be protecting against the the whole, the long wavelength UVA spectrum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So several filters together work to stabilize each other and create a more photostable product. So that's mixed it. is yeah. great and and a few. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, you said try and get your hands on a non-American sunscreen if you can. Yeah. Yeah. Such a shame, Sorry, America. That's a bit annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're meant to put two fingers length of cream on every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of cream. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I think I've got a big face. I definitely have a big forehead. I put sort of <laughs> that that it that seems fine to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two fingers and then one for the neck. Yeah, I do. You know, I do do it now, and I'm like, oh, it looks like a lot, and then it does soak in though. Ooh. It does like sit mm-hmm. down and yeah, for sure, it's okay. So yeah, you've then listed some high PPD. Um, SPF products yes because both of us we have some form of hyperpigmentation you have melasma I don't know what I have um I do I think it's melasma yeah I just thought melasma seemed to be more hormonal whereas mine didn't really trigger around pregnancy or anything like that it just no. hit me on my 30th birthday pretty much so I don't know I think melasma is just defined as symmetrical oh is it yeah I thought it was just more hormonal whereas you know 
non-specific hyperpigmentation was just some damage. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I'll, I'll find the uh, definition. <laughs> so there is good evidence that SPF can help with reducing melasma. Um, and in theory, the higher the PPDPF, the better the protection will be against pigmentation. Um, you cited another study by Lactar et al. in 2007 on the effect of high um, PPD SPF on the occurrence of melasma in a group of pregnant women. They used a sunscreen um, with a PPD of 28 to good effect. So basically, yes. also what you've read is that the higher the concentration of SPF filters, <laughs> the stickier the product is going to be, right? Yeah. Which is a yeah. shame. What I was trying to say, so the, the study about the um, mm. the pregnant women, so they used a PPD SPF of 28. So I was like, well, that worked for the pregnant women. They didn't get pigmentation while they were pregnant. So you kind of want to aim for uh, a UVA protection okay. of 28 okay. plus because that's what the you know the yeah. scientists did so that's kind of where I'd want to sort of start thinking about mm-hmm. my protection so you know Asian sunscreens will not tell you if you're getting an, a UVA PF mm-hmm. of 28 you just get 16 so if you've got more SPF filters mm-hmm. it's going to be sticky but you want a higher UVA PF so you kind of got to somehow find a yeah. balance of PPDPF to stickiness. Yeah. You know, you could get a really, really high PPDPF, but the product's going to be sticky yeah. AF. An altruist isn't, is it? It's not sticky. No. 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 And that's. It's not sticky. But that's. But it does pill. Oh, right. It does, does it? Okay. I wouldn't know. Under makeup. Yeah. Oh, okay. If I put it on, if I tried to put makeup on it, the makeup would start balling up and, and rolling oh, all around on my that's face a shame. in little black balls. So, um, what are you using that has a high PPD then that's not altruist? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just altruist, really. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm, if I'm going outside seriously and being outside for a while, then I'll use altruist. Okay. Um, I also use the ultraviolet sunscreens. Mm. Are they nice? They look lovely. So they're so nice. They're so comfortable, easy to apply. Are they Australian ultraviolet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's Australian. So, you know, you don't get a PPD measurement from them. No. I tried to search and there's nothing on the website. You do get the the knowledge that they've had super stringent checks, and you know that the yes, this, there's the the good ratio, mm-hmm. the stringent checks, so braille, but uh, it's quite expensive, so it's not something I want to slap on. Yeah, with gay abandon. Yeah, yeah. So trying to find a sunscreen with high PPD is a challenge yeah. because quite a lot of them are sticky and pale. Because that's what it's like when you've got lots of um, SPF yeah. ingredients. Okay. You'll get some sticky pilling. Mm. Yeah. And you know, lots of the reviews of these high PPD products are not, they're a bit like guarded. Like it's okay if you put a bit of powder on. Right. Okay. It's generally the word. So I've got a little list of uh, high PPD brands to look for. Mm-hmm. So Altruist, Altruist Face Fluid is my personal favorite. But yeah, both of the uh, Factor 50 Altruist products have a PPD of 54, mm-hmm. which is huge. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's really good. 
Yeah. So if you can get on with that, it's cheap. It's fairly available. And, you know, it's available in Britain anyway. I don't know on its availability in different countries, mm-hmm. but definitely worth a look. Okay. So other brands include Bioderma, La Roche de Posay, Uriage, Rillastil, P20. Smelly. Mesoaesthetic. Is it smelly? Is it a, like it alcohol? It smells of like cupboards. Cupboards? No, no, no. It smells of like musty. Hmm. Yeah, it's got must, a really unpleasant musty smell. I didn't like it at all. How? Such funny. a shame. And it was it was very thick. Okay. I found it a bit thick. Yeah. But then I'd been, I think I'd just finished something that was very lovely and lightweight. So I think anything would have felt thick in, yeah. in comparison. But yeah, it, it had quite an unpleasant yeah. smell. You didn't like it. That's, the, that's that, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, brand called Mesoesthetic Evie, which does like a oh, mousse yeah. that looks kind of fun. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, Bioderma, okay, so they're all pretty high, yeah, really high. Yeah, um, I've sort of I've copied a list of um, that I got, I basically stole from somebody's blog, a blog called parakeets.com. And she's got a really okay. handy little list of products cool. that have high high PPD. So like there's a Uriage product called Barry Sun XP Cream SPF 50. And that has a PPD of 65. What? Yeah. And it's 16 euros 90. I don't know. Ooh. I don't know what it's like. Yeah. But, you know, there are really high PPD products out there. But it's cool. just whether they're wearable at all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There is a really good, in fact, she's a follower of ours. I know she listens to the podcast. Oh, yeah. And high PPD, mm. so she rates a lot of sunscreens and red lipsticks. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to get her name now. And high PPD rating is really important to her. Mm. Um, so because she goes hiking. Yeah. So she, if it, it be, might be a nice idea to point people to her um insta page because actually she's done quite a lot of research yeah um into what her faves are and lightweightness i think is quite important as yeah. well yeah um isn't it but yeah indeed and the mesoesthetic one i think i had a tester of it when i went for a facial and it was lovely oh, yeah really really nice oh cool really, i mean it's pretty I bet it's expensive I think it sells if you buy it through them uh, about mm. 60 quid. So it is really expensive. Yeah. <gasps> Jeez yeah. Louise. And that's only 50 yeah. mils. No, no thanks. Yeah. 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 That's a lot of money. It is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's cosmetic with a K. Cosmetic account. That's what she's... Cosmetic doing. account. I know, yeah. She's, she's lovely, great. isn't she? Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I look to her for a lot of... I mean, she's a lover of altruist. But I look to her mm. for a lot of... Um, high ppd things yeah she's got La roche posay here she's got the cosmolan mm. no it's not called cosmolan mesoesthetic she's reviewed yeah. so um yeah her name is cosmetic account cosmetic with a k, with a k. Yeah. yeah um and a k at the end cosmetic account uh yeah she's brill she, and she's done we'll a link lot and her she's got, in the yeah blog post that we're going to do and we'll i'll yeah we'll put all these products in the blog post because it's a bit there's a lot of there's a big old list of brand names and quite a lot of them i haven't tried i've got to be honest um same i yeah i I found la roche de posse used to give me zits when i used it it made me feel quite fit but maybe i'll try it again 
I can't remember it feeling thick. I just remember it's the spot. so highly rated. I remember I asked people on my Insta, you know, what do you recommend? And that was that and ultraviolet yeah. were the highest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone loves it. I yeah. need to try it again because, you know, I basically, you know, my acne was so bad that if I got a spot the day after using anything, I never wanted to touch it again. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. So you wouldn't, would yeah. you? No. Um, that, that's brilliant. I yeah. Have I helped? Did I help anybody? You've helped everybody. You've helped everybody. And I hope we've helped Americans give us um, some nice reviews. Yeah. They're basically, we haven't been, yeah, we haven't helped America very much because we said that their sunscreen's not very good. But that's not Americans' fault. It's the FDA's fault. Yeah, that's really tough. They need to sort out their ideas. It's, yeah, they're making life difficult for people. Yeah. I know it is really hard, especially if they're going backwards and banning two of the sounds like you it, know yeah. most recently sort of past ingredients. That sucks. Um, yes, uh, we have to go because we're on Zoom and we <laughs> we're running, running out, out of time. time. Um, we're having a man today. Mare. Technical man. We've been doing this for two hours now. Um, so thank you, thank you to Nia for doing so much research. Um, thank you yeah. to people who listen to us. Thank you to people who review us. We are so grateful. We've been doing this for like four yes. years now. We love people who yeah. review us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nicely, yeah, nicely though. When you write nice things, I don't want to know anything nasty. <sighs> that would make it, me sad. Some people, you can't change some people and you can't make everyone like you, you know? No, I don't expect everyone to like me. I just expect the people who don't like me to leave me alone. Some people just want to talk shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> just have to let them um it's mad isn't it with the advent of technology you we behave really badly as people we do things behind yeah. screens that we would never ever say to somebody's face and i, I just really think we've got to really yeah. not to be pricks um oh know? god yeah i really i don't think i'm a prick you, i can't imagine being a prick to anyone even definitely like, not a prick even a complete stranger. You know what? Even if I've had like the worst do service in a place, I would always take it up there and then. I would never in a trillion years oh, write would a you? review, a bad review. No, I wouldn't. And uh, no, no, I would. I would thank them and give them a tip, <laughs> even if it was awful. I'd stopped doing that. And you know, from someone who was in the business, I think it is yeah. actually important to just go. You know what? Mm. That was, you know, that was a bit shit um but i just think Mm. businesses are trying so hard to survive why why help them in fact did you hear this amazing news story we're going to finish on this um uh about there's a restaurant in cardiff with the it's a michelin starred chef yeah yeah about the the that lee something or other yeah cora i think the name of his restaurant tiny little restaurant in cardiff in basically Mm. a house which got about six tables and it was um, hired, I think. Was it hired by a law firm? Some rich And they were just horrible to the yeah. front of house lady. Um, and in the end, he was just going to kick them out. And they they were just horrendous. In the end, he's going to kick them out and make them not pay. And I was like, you what, mate? You'd be fucking paying. Sorry. And yeah. he did make them pay. And then he gave the whole proceeds to the poor waitress who'd had to deal with the shitty yeah. behaviour. And I think the law firm even got in touch and said, please 
can you help us identify who it was and we'll take it up so i hope something comes yeah because that's good don't be shit this day and age it's horrid no no point absolutely not um people are having a you know people are having a hard time just don't be a prick to people. It's a hard time. It is. Yeah. It's a rough time of It's a rough time of the world. And actually humanity. in the restaurant business, they are, there's just no staff. People do not have the staff. They're just leaving in no. droves to go work in offices, yeah. do something more pleasant, which is a real shame. But there we yeah. go. Off yeah. topic. <laughs> Let's do a fun episode <laughs> next. I really want to do a fun episode. Yeah. I'm collecting stupid, funny Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, I've been and really Reddit lazy posts. on that. I'm going to, well, it's because you live in Reddit. Get That's why on so you, it. you find more. I oh. see. I love it. I love nonsense. Yeah. Okay. We'll do a nonsense yeah. post. We'll do a nonsense uh, episode again. Um, yes. And I love doing Q and A's with listeners as well. I really like yeah. that. Answering people's cool. questions. Okay. So fun episode next time. Mm-hmm. Find us on Instagram, review us kindly, and uh, we'll you'll hear from us soon. Yeah, really you'll, soon. You'll be hearing from us. You'll be hearing <laughs> from us. Let's put it that way. Let's just let's just end it there. All right. Thanks, love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm-hmm. 